Welcome back to Views from Third Man. For those of you who are first-time listeners, this is a cricket podcast where we talk about the events of world cricket from a fan's point of view. And today we're talking about the India-Pakistan game in the T20 World Cup that finished last night. I remember in 2016, before the India-Pakistan game at the Eden Gardens in the T20 World Cup, MS Dhoni had said that eventually India would lose a World Cup game to Pakistan. The law of averages would kick in because 11-0 against a very good Pakistan side, it was a bit ridiculous. But I don't think India will be too disheartened by the fact that they lost. Like Virat Kohli said in the post-match presentation, it's about sticking to the process. It's just the first game of the tournament and there's no reason to hit the panic button yet. But I think India might be slightly worried by the manner in which they lost because they didn't just lose. As Sunil Gavaskar said in the post-match show, they got an absolute thrashing from a brilliant Pakistan side. Pakistan chased down 150, no wickets gone. Their bowlers were fantastic. Shaheen Shah Afdidi got all three top-order batsmen out. Without Kohli starred for India with the bat, as he always does in T20 World Cups with a half-century. Rishabh Pant had a good cameo and Bumrah bowled well, as Bumrah always does. You had three players doing well. So what went wrong for India? I think there's one very clear indicator for what went wrong for India, and that's the top order. Indian batsmen, whether you look at the Test or in England, that World Cup semi-final, or whenever the ball deviates off the straight, Indian batsmen struggle to play the moving ball at a pace. It's why they struggle in England in Test match cricket. It's why they struggle in South Africa in Test match cricket. And with the white ball, bowlers like Shaheen Shah Afridi and Trent Bolt, left-arm seam bowlers, bringing the ball into right-hand middle, right-hand top-order batsmen, there's a clear problem over there. Without Kohli, really, was the only person able to negotiate with left-arm seam bowlers last night, but even he wasn't able to accelerate against them despite playing a very good knock. Rishabh Pant contributed with a vital cameo, but I think India's real problem was the bowling. Pakistan chased down 150 without losing any wickets. India went in with five bowlers, very well knowing that Hardik Pandya probably wasn't going to bowl. And with the way Mohammad Rizwan and Babar Azam were batting, there was no chance that India were going to go to one of Virat Kohli or Rohit Sharma to be that sixth bowler. And so the moment Bhuvaneshwar Kumar had an off day, all of a sudden, Kohli only had 16 to 17 overs of good bowling to play with. The other four overs were going to go for runs. So defending 110 and 16 overs isn't particularly easy. It's one of the most difficult things to do. And with the dew coming in, it just became harder. Conditions have changed. The ball isn't turning as much as you would have liked. Varun Chakravarti wasn't the X-factor, but Pakistan players are generally good players of spin. So, a perfect storm for everything to go wrong for India. I don't think they'll panic, though. They might make one change, and that's move Jadeja up the order to number 6, bring in Shardul Thakur at number 7. They might consider bringing in Deepak Chahal for Bhuvaneshwar Kumar, but Bhuvi is such an experienced campaigner. He's bound to come good at some time or the other. So maybe one of Bhuvi or Shami, I don't think they'll hit the panic button yet, but the next game's against New Zealand. And New Zealand also have a left-arm seam bowler who will get the ball to nip around initially. So, a couple of things to look forward to from an Indian point of view in that match. The first, of course, is how Rohit Sharma and KL Rahul handle the moving ball up front if they are batting first. If India are chasing, it's not a problem at all. Even if the dew doesn't come in, India are far better chasing side than they are at setting totals, as are most teams in T20 cricket today. But with the hitman and the chase mass, I don't think India will worry even if they have to chase upwards of 180. You back them to do that with the kind of batting that they've got. If India are back first and Bolt and Lockie Ferguson start getting the ball to swing around, then India might worry a little bit. 
Rohit Sharma needs to come good. He hasn't had a good IPL apart from a couple of innings. I mean, he had a good test tour of England. But apart from that, he hasn't really done much this year in international cricket. He's had a lean patch in T20 cricket over the last three to four years as well. If you look at all of his numbers, including IPL stats, of course. So, you'll want Rohit Sharma to come good. You want Jadeja to come good. You want a fast bowler to give Bumrah some support. You want Chakravarti to come good. And you want all of them to play around Virat Kohli, Jaspreet Bumrah and Rishabh Pant, who look to be India's three best players just based on current form as of now. And hopefully the team will come on top against New Zealand. I have no doubt of the fact that if India beat New Zealand on Sunday, they'll almost certainly qualify. I'm not sure who the second team to qualify will be. I don't think qualification should be a problem for India even after this loss. I think it may actually be a good thing where they'll now start sort of playing better knowing that they're already they're already slightly behind the eight ball because now they basically have to win almost all of their games to actually end up winning the tournament. So, in a way, I do think it's good for this Indian team. They're a resilient side and they will come back strongly.